0: Love Talk Radio. Love, talk radio. Amen.
1: Father God, I thank you,
2: God, for another night here on Prolific God, sitting before your people to tell them what thus says the Lord. I thank you for each and every one of them, God. I thank you for imparting to their lives on tonight, God, so that your name may get the glory. God, I ask that you use me mightily on tonight, God. Use me to your benefit, however you see fit, on tonight, God. Get the glory. Get your glory in the name of Jesus. Amen everybody! I am your humble host, Prophetess Stacy Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you Let's get right into it for tonight The foundational text comes from Psalms 147 verse 3 It's Psalms 147 and verse 3 And I'm going to read it from the Amplified Classic There's the AMPC it says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, carrying their pains and their sorrows. Again, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, carrying their pains and their sorrows. To start this message off right, your family. Allow me to take you back to your childhood with this nursery rhyme to prove a point. Now, we all must have learned learned it when we were about four or five years old. And I know everybody's going to remember this nursery. Like I said, we all must have learned it when we were about four or five years old, which proves that God was preparing our young hearts, even then, for the pain he knew would come. God was preparing our young hearts, even then, for the pain he knew would come. Listen carefully. The nursery rhyme goes like this. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty Dumpty back together again. See, right there, God was letting us know through a nursery rhyme as kids that there would be some falls more painful than falling on the playground and scraping our knees. There would be some falls, some hurts, some pain, some brokenness that only God himself would be able to fix. Notice how it says that neither the the king's horses nor the king's men could put Humpty back together again. They couldn't help him. They could not help him. They couldn't help him. Humpty had suffered a bad fall and was broken with no one to help him. Just like some of you, you're broken because you fell into a relationship too quick. You fell into a marriage too fast. So your heart is broken from the breakup, broken from the divorce. Somebody else? You're broken because of the years of sobriety, years of being sober. You've you've had years of being sober, and you fell off the wagon and started drinking again, smoking again. Or like me and so many others, you're broken because of the passing of a loved one. There's a million, million, million reasons why you may be grieving on tonight. But God knows the pieces that's that's left behind without them, if you're grieving a loved one, the pieces that's left behind without them just don't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. So some days it's hard to know how to pick up and go on. Knowing that no one can fix fix this pain, knowing that no one can fix this pain, no one can heal a widow's heart, no one can heal a motherless child's heart, no one can heal a parent's heart who has lost a child, no one but God. No one can heal that type of pain, no one but God. Tonight's message is living with a broken heart. Tonight's message is living with a broken heart. You see, God knew there would be people like you and me living with a broken heart. So he made sure to include healing for the heart and all the issues of the heart in his word. God is so good to us, you all. He made sure to include healing for the heart and all the issues of the heart in his word. Again, tonight's foundational text lets us know, that he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, curing their pains and their sorrows. That's Psalms 147 and 3 from the AMPC. In addition to tonight's foundational text, one of the scriptures that I'm personally holding on to in this season is Psalms 34 and 18 from the NIV. One of the scriptures that I'm personally holding on to in this season is Psalms 34. In verse 18, NIV, where God says that he himself is close to the brokenhearted. God says that he himself is close to the brokenhearted. Maybe it's just me, but I believe that my brokenness is giving God permission to come closer. I don't know about you. Maybe it's just me, but I believe, again, this is just my belief, but I believe that my brokenness is giving God permission to come closer. I believe that when we humble ourselves, that's when we feel, that's when we will feel God closer to us than ever. I believe that when we humble ourselves, truly humble ourselves, that's when we will feel God closer to us than ever before. And if you can't feel Him, you know what that means. If you cannot feel Him, it's because even though you hurt Him, you're still not broken. It's because even though you're hurting, if you can't feel him, it's because even though you're hurting, you're still not broken. You're still not humble before God the way that you should be. Now notice now notice how in Psalms thirty four verse eighteen NIV it never specifies what type of broken heart God would be close to. The scripture never specified what type of broken heart God would be close to. It just says that he would be close to the brokenhearted, which means you may be somebody who has broken your own heart. Somebody said poverty stays high. Is that possible? It is possible. I'm going to tell you how. You may be somebody who has broken your own heart by going back to a person or a situation you know is not good for you. God is there close to your broken heart. But repent, repent of anything you might be guilty of, so that you will be heard when you pray. Repent of anything that you know that you might be guilty of, even if you don't know and ain't sure. Repent of anything you might be guilty of, whether you know it or not, so that you will be heard when you pray. According to John 9 and 31, God doesn't hear a sinner's prayer, so repent first according to john verse john nine verse thirty one God doesn't hear sinner's prayer, so repent first, say something like this, Father God, I'm sorry for anything I may have said did or thought, that was not in alignment with your word. I'm sorry for anything that I may have said, did or thought, that was not in alignment with your word. I repent, I choose to turn away. Some such words, actions, and thoughts. And then just talk to him. From there, just talk to him. Talk to Jesus like you would talk to a friend. Believe it or not, Jesus understands how you can love someone, but feel like you have to always question their love for you. Believe it or not, Jesus understands how you can love someone, but feel like you have to always question their love for you. Jesus loved Peter, for example, one of his disciples. But after Peter denied him publicly, acted acted as if he didn't know him publicly. In Matthew twenty six, verse six and nine, and six and seventy five, NIV, Before before Jesus could reinstate him, the question of "Do you love me?" kept coming up. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon. Son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lamb. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt. The third time Jesus said, Peter was hurt by. It. He was hurt. He was hurt by. It. Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time, "Do you love me?" He said, "Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you." Jesus said, "Feed my sheep." John twenty-one verses fifteen through seventeen. I You see, beloved, it's okay. To ask questions. It's okay to ask questions. It's alright to have questions. But love it's okay to have questions. It's okay to ask questions. But know that when you're grieving. You're not the only one hurting. But know that when you're grieving. You're not the only one hurting. Talk to Jesus. Talk to Jesus. For those of you who have lost. Lost a loved one to violence. For those of you who, who have lost. A loved one to violence. John the Baptist Jesus' cousin was beheaded They cut his head off In other words he was murdered And Jesus had to keep going As though nothing had happened There was a cost of his uh, There was a cost of his assignment On his life He couldn't slow down And take the time to grieve People needed him There was a cost of the assignment on his life He had to keep going As though nothing had happened that didn't mean he didn't feel the grief. That didn't mean he didn't feel the hurt. He just couldn't stop and process it. And many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because you've been grieving, but you have not been grieving properly. You still, you still, after all this time, have, have not stopped to process it. Or maybe you can't process it. Believe me, I understand. I understand. Anyway, Jesus had to keep going as though nothing had happened. In Matthew 14. Think about this. If you're grieving a parent, I want you to think about this. Jesus had to let go of his mother in order to obey God. Jesus had to let go of his mother in order to obey God. The the cross cost Jesus his relationship with his mother. The cross cost Jesus his relationship with his mother. Read John 19. Verses twenty-five through twenty-seven. This is a verse or passage of scripture that I think about often. Think about it more so now that the cross cost him his mother. I don't think most people who claim to be Christians realize that when Jesus left the cross lifeless for you and me, he also left the cross motherless, and there was no going back and changing that. Therefore, i stopped stop by for fire on tonight to tell somebody, those of you living with a broken heart as I am, he knows our pain. He knows our pain. Jesus knows my pain. Prophet, Jesus knows your pain. To those who have lost your sobriety, to those who have lost their sobriety, Jesus doesn't know drunk in his first hand. Or what it is to be high Yet he knows and understands the importance of staying sober Yet he knows and understands the importance of staying sober In scripture he says this to you Be sober, well balanced, and self-disciplined Be sober, well balanced, and self-disciplined Be alert and cautious at all times that enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a Roman, like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. He even gives you instructions of what to do. Stay sober and resist him. Be firm in your faith against his attack, rooted, established, unmovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering or being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world, you do not suffer alone. You need to know that the same experiences are being suffered all over the world by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You are not alone five and five, 1 Peter five verses eight and nine from the amplified the a m p you do not suffer alone, beloved you do not suffer alone. Though you are living with a broken heart for whatever reason, you do not suffer alone. God has promised healing. God has promised healing. Now, I'll admit that right now, where I'm at in my life right now, like many of you gathered here tonight, I don't know what that healing could possibly feel like. I don't know what that healing could possibly feel like. But I do believe. It will be a different experience for us all because we all don't grieve alike. Prophet is Peyton, and I are both grieving, but we're grieving somewhat differently. But we're both grieving. I don't know what that healing could possibly feel like, but I do believe it will be a different experience for us all. Healing will come in a way that is uniquely, uniquely catered to us. Healing will come in a way that is uniquely catered to us as individuals and our individual needs. And for that, I give God glory. The scripture says, weeping man do it for a night, but joy. Weeping man do it for a night, but joy. I speak joy over us all. Joy will come in the morning, Psalms 30 and 5. But here's the thing. But what would it feel like? Will it even have a feeling? What will it be like? And will our human minds be able to compare it to anything we've known as comfort, anything that we've known as relief, anything that we've known as joy before? I don't know. And that's honest I don't know. Stay tuned. Stay tuned in to the Holy Spirit for your own personal answers. Stay tuned in to the Holy Spirit for your own personal answers. Now, if you're not saved, but you seriously desire to be, you must be serious in this moment. If you seriously desire to be, repeat after me. Father God, I come to you as humbly as I know how, a sinner in need of grace and mercy, in need of Jesus. I believe he is your son and that you raised him from the dead. Now I ask that you build your Holy Spirit, raise my life from these ashes, from this grave I have buried buried myself in. Do it for me now. I receive salvation in accordance with Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. This concludes tonight's message. If somebody's on, on the phone lines, online, on the podcast and you need prayer, A Bible based consultation, you can always call or text me at 865 408 8690. That's 865 408 8690. Or you can email prolific fire. At gmail dot com, this prolificfire at gmail dot com. Some people prefer to email, and that's just fine. Or you can reach out to me on Twitter at prolificfire, on Instagram at Property safety like the prolificfire ministry Facebook page. And for those that feel later so, you can do so by going to paypal.me slash prolific fire. That's paypal.me slash prolific fire. Or you can use the cash app. It's the dollar symbol in the ministry's name, prolific fire, with a dollar symbol in front. The P in prolific is captain. The F in fire capital, Written all together. Announcement. I want you to remember. There will be no faith on the line this week. October the twenty eighth. There will be no faith on the line, but we'll resume the following Friday. There will be no faith on the line this week. October twenty eighth, but we'll resume the following Friday. Keep that in mind. Oh, but Faith on the Line Faith on the Line will be back Friday. And prolific fire will be here next Monday. Lord willing. Tune in for another word from the Lord. Amen, to God be the glory. Everybody have an awesome night in the Lord. If you missed the phone number or the email address or the or anything that I just said, when the, when the prolific fire will be back on, when Faithful on the Line will be back on, all that will be up on my social media site. So look for it immediately following the service. Everybody have an awesome night in the Lord. Good night. I'm out. Thank you.